Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is But Have You Tried from the David A. Howe Public Library. The show in which Allie and I trade off random things with each other to see if the other one finds a new favorite. I'm excited about today's topic because it is a favorite of mine. Uh, And we'll see. We'll see what you got. Did you have a good experience exploring your topic today, Allie? Overall, I'd say a good experience, yeah. I procrastinated a little bit, so it was like the last few days. I'm just like watching Elvis movies back (laughs) to back, you know what I mean? That sounds like a dream. Okay, so an Elvis cram session. An Elvis cram session is how how we did this. Yeah. Okay, Were uh, were you a procrastinator in college? Not for the most part. Oh, I was. Elvis may be the king of rock and roll, but I was the king of procrastination. So I guess I'm just turning over a new leaf. Yeah. I mean, I like I procrastinate a little bit, but uh-huh. not usually too much. I feel like the kinds of thing I procrastinate are always like <laughs> real life things that I actually need to do, yeah. like get your oil changed, which I really need to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. You know, like yeah. vacuum your house, okay. which usually I pawn off on Caleb, to be okay, honest. That's so. fair. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. We want to give a special thanks to Corey Lunn, who wrote our great theme song. I love that. Theme I know song. It it's fantastic. And Corey has a has a single on Spotify, which is great. It is great. So. It's like I'll be like you know doing a writing session in the evening, and I'm like, all right, let's just let's yeah. just put Corey's single on That's right. on repeat. That's right. It's so. really good. Go find it on Spotify. We'll share it out from the social medias. You can follow us on Twitter at D.A. Howe Library and on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. We'll be posting updates from the show there. We'll also be posting some things you can follow for new topics and things like that. And maybe we'll post Corey's song as well. That's true. It's a live possibility. It is. So thank you to Corey. Also, thank you to 92.7 WRAQ out of Angelica for airing the show Wednesdays at 9. So if you're tuning in on the radio, welcome. Hope you're having a pleasant Wednesday. What's your Wednesday night like, Allie? Well, Is it a big night for you? It's the night that I that I now work the late shift here That's at the right. library. That's right. So it's usually me sitting at the desk being like, your brain has shut off, but you're uh-huh. still going to be but productive, you're still right? At work. That's right. So explain to the nice people why you had to switch your <laughs> evening night. Okay, so here's why I had to switch my evening night. Okay. Back in the day, I'm going to say this was 2018. Wow. Some of my friends from college back then (laughs) said to me, you should play Dungeons and Dragons. And I said, I don't have any time. And they said, it's fine. We'll be here over the summer. We can do like a little short thing over the summer when you have more time. We did that and we didn't finish it. We came back in the fall and we said, well, we have to finish it. We have to. So now we've been doing that for years. Okay. And um, for a, a few months now, we haven't been able to meet because no one's schedules align. Yeah. And finally, my dungeon master said to me, look, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, my dungeon master said to me, that's a phrase I've never said. And you just, it rolled right off your (laughs) tongue. Wow. Okay. Yep. It's just, you know, you get used to this kind of thing after a while. Yeah. He said to me, Allie, the only prayer we have of being able to play for the foreseeable future is if you rearrange your entire work schedule. Yeah. And I said... That's what I will do. That's what you'll do. And luckily, you have a benevolent employer here. Luckily, at the David I have a, a benevolent employer. Yes. You know, I've played Dungeons & Dragons a handful of times in my life, so I'm, I'm not an expert like you. I don't have a standard dungeon master as you do. I will tell you that I am fully here for this Chris Pine Dungeons & Dragons movie. That's fair. I saw a trailer, and it looks great. I it don't does know, look pretty fun. Because I know like Dungeons & Dragons and fans of Dungeons & Dragons have had a pretty negative relationship to Dungeons & Dragons 
movies and media of the past. I remember that Justin Whalen movie that came out when I was in high school. Like, everyone hated that. So what's the word on the street? Is it appealing to fans or just non-fans? At least the people I've talked to have been cautiously optimistic, okay. I would say. All right. Yeah. I don't know if it was a show or movie or what that blessed us with the, like, quote-unquote official Dungeon Master costume, okay. which is, like, this horrible, like orange thing like uh-huh, robe uh-huh. thing with like this weird wig okay. and like white stripes yeah i'm doing a bad job describing it yeah. but it's really cursed but it's also like kind of so horrible that it's beautiful so you yeah. could say it's blurst yeah i'm uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm old enough to remember a time where saying dungeon dragons was the same as saying i'm gonna go and worship the devil actively i feel like if i if i say dungeons and dragons to a person who's older than like 30 yeah like there's me. like yeah there's like a 50 50 chance that they'll give me this like side yeah. eye of like what are you or yep. what are you doing on yep. a tuesday night yep yeah in in uh circles in the in the, i want to say the the 80s early 90s it was all it was just synonymous with like being in a devil cult well there there's no devil come worshiping a here, i promise come a long way it's just improv where we roll a lot of dice <laughs> okay <laughs> that sounds pretty innocuous so all right Speaking of my age, Allie, I recently had to put myself to the test. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like the results. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was traveling and I had a, a connection that I had to make in Newark. And the Newark airport is like famously slow and difficult. Mm. But I had two hours. Like I had two plus hours to get there. It seems and I like was a like, good amount of time. Totally fine. As I, long as your flight isn't delayed. Yeah, totally. As long <laughs> as your flight isn't delayed. So there I am, you know, I've got my bag, I'm, I'm there, I'm at the airport, I'm getting ready to go. And it's like, oh, your flight's been delayed. And I was like, ah, what's a half hour? Now, do you have like a check bag and a carry-on? No, I just... Just I, a carry-on. I traveled with a thing that you can keep with you. Okay, the personal so item. easy, yeah, okay, personal okay. item, yeah. So it was, it was easy peasy. And so I was like, all right, a half hour, whatever. And then it was like another half hour and another half hour mm. and another half hour. So it was like a two-hour flight. Uh, and by the time we left, it was like maybe I had 90 minutes before the next plane took off. So miraculously, we made it to the airport in time. But I was like still on the plane, like taxiing in Newark mm. when the last flight out of Buffalo was boarding. And there was uh, 65 gates between oh my, my plane <laughs> where I was getting off and where the flight to Buffalo was taking off. So I'm talking to the flight attendant and I'm like, I have to get on this plane. And so she's messaging the other like flight deck being like, hey, I got, <laughs> Don't leave. I got a guy coming. And she made an announcement to everybody. And she was like, listen, we have a few people, because it's not just me, but a few people making really tight connections. So everybody has to stay seated until they get off the plane, which was cool. We're going into taxi and somebody gets up and goes to the bathroom and she was so mad because she was like, I told everybody to stay in their seat and somebody went to the bathroom and we can't leave until they get out of the bathroom. So there's a lot of bathroom shaming for this person on got my it, flight. Got it. So we finally get to the gate and I'm like fully late now. Like it would, it will be next to impossible, but people stay in their seats. I get off the plane. And then I just like run like I haven't ran since that Justin Whalen Dungeons and Dragons movie came out in the Uh 90s. And by the time I got to my gate, (laughs) I was so embarrassingly like out of breath and like dehydrated and just like dying. But I made it on the plane. Well, good for you. But it was a wake up call that I... (laughs) That that sounds traumatic. That I, maybe, <laughs> I maybe need to get up and move a little bit more because it mm. was difficult. Oh my goodness. 
you know what I was listening to on that plane? Was it Elvis? It was a little bit of Elvis music, uh-huh. yeah, to get back in the zone here. So let's do it, Allie. Let's All do right. it. I asked you in our episode zero if you tried Elvis Presley, and the answer to that was a resounding... Ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> That's right. You had a children's CD with hound with dog ain't on it. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. I feel like I've heard a, a handful of his other okay. songs, All right. but hound dog is what I always associate. Yeah. Yes, that's the makes most sense. Elvis thing I know. As I said in our episode zero, I'm sure I traced the roots of this back to my grandma, who loved Elvis, listened to a lot of Elvis, Elvis records, and everything like that. But I don't know. Elvis is just one of those things that is like. Most like high school friends or whoever would be like, name some things that Nick likes. And it would probably be like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. uh, Coca-Cola <laughs> and Elvis and Superman. Like those okay, are probably okay. the things that everybody would say like from that time. And it's remained true. Am yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel like that's still. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, I haven't I haven't changed that much. So I listened to a ton of Elvis music as a kid i got into the movies because there's a lot of them there's like 30 plus elvis movies it's so much yeah i didn't watch that many movies i would find those on vhs and i remember walmart when they were kind of like we're not doing vhs anymore for whatever reason had a big back catalog of elvis movies Uh so there was like i probably got like 20 elvis movies for like 99 cents at walmart and and watched a million of them so I watched the movies, I listened to the music, I read the book, I've seen several like Elvis impersonator shows. Uh, one of those had uh, Charlie Hodge, who was one of Elvis's like regular like backup guys, actually at this show. Oh, that's so cool. he, he wrote a book called Me and Elvis. So I met him afterwards and he signed it and it was a cool book to read. And so I go deep with Elvis and still to this day, like I'm a, I'm a big Elvis fan and my wife didn't care about Elvis and she's kind of come around. Like, okay. She's not going to listen to Elvis if I'm not in the room. But, but if like, you are in the room. Yeah. yeah she's okay. got an appreciation for Elvis and, uh, and you know, we really enjoyed the Baz Luhrmann movie and everything. So I do think I successfully like brought her over to the blue suede side of the street, okay. you know? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And she's always loved the song walking in Memphis uh, which is, you know, very, very Elvis heavy. So that was kind of her connection, like your random Irish song. That right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Elvis. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is. I just uh, I, I like what he's bringing to the table and I and I still enjoy it to this day. So Alrighty. take me through it. Tell me tell me some things you learned about Elvis. Tell me some of your takeaways. OK, so I'm going to hit you with some Elvis facts. Book report me. That I found from an extremely reputable online source. Does it start with a W and end with an Wikipedia? Maybe. Okay. All right. All right. Elvis Presley. Yes. Um, his dates, 1935 to 1977. Yeah. None of which I was alive for. Mm-mm. Okay. He was born in Mississippi and shortly thereafter moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Some highlights that I pulled from the definitely not Wikipedia that I okay. read. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he was a little bit of a loner in school at first. Okay. And there's like an anecdote of him like bringing his guitar to school and just like playing it by himself. Oh. Which I like, that's a little sad, but also I'm like, I love that for yeah. you. Just like yeah. jamming with your guitar, doing it. your thing. Go for it. So apparently, though, he became more popular as he grew more attractive in high school. Oh, yes. Okay. And he that like, happens. It happens to the best of us. I, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. He also competed in a talent show that, okay. like, I guess. He didn't read any music, so he, like, failed his music class. Okay. So when he came out to play for the talent show, everyone was like, oh, great. Here we go. But then, you know, it was Elvis, and he did great. And yeah. so everyone was like... He's known for that. This sure. is great. hmm He began his music career playing rhythm guitar in 1954. Okay. Something I didn't know that I found kind of interesting is that, like, 
at the beginning, people were like, we want to bring the sound of like black music yeah. to white people. Yeah. And we need a white guy to do that. Apparently. So we're going to yeah. choose Elvis. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that, but it does explain yeah. some things. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now that I yeah. read it. Yeah. And I think that's like the, the perspective on that has changed a lot. Like over the years, it's sort of like seemed good at the time and then kind of went through a place where it was like so is he just like appropriating this sound right. and like yeah. now the white man shall bring this music i don't know i don't well, know and it was interesting because it was like apparently at first it was kind of like a, oh he's gonna corrupt you know like <laughs> right. white yeah, youth well, by sure. singing these songs yeah. and now it's like kind of rotated to the other perspective where it's like oh a white guy sing like i don't yeah, know yeah so i guess that's a little bit encouraging to me yeah. that we've gone from like controversial for one reason to like controversial yeah. for the total opposite reason. And it's hard to say like his, his sound still like even with that, it's a unique sound because it is bringing elements of gospel and like other right. kind of fifties aesthetics into it and kind of making it its own new thing. So I think it's pulling from a lot of resources and that's part of the reason why there's a uniqueness. I think even still when you hear yeah, Elvis music, sure. it kind of, it doesn't sound like other 50s hits and it doesn't really sound like other 60s hits. Mm -hmm. It's like Elvis music is kind of its own genre in a way, which is And especially because I feel like he has kind of a distinct voice. Yeah. Like sometimes when he's singing, it'll be like, oh, I could think this was a different, you know, like Mm -hmm. 50s singer or whatever. And other times I'm like, there's no way this could be anyone other than Elvis singing right now. And I don't know how to describe it. It's like almost the like warbling quality that mm-hmm. he has. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't feel like other people do that. I don't know. Well, I think that he tends to kind of use his voice like you'd use a musical instrument. Like he brings out different different registers. Sometimes it is kind of a, a very like, I'm going to sing a baritone ballad. Mm-hmm. And other times it has like a more of a country flavor to it. Sometimes there's like a real deep kind of a resounding sound. Um, and he's got a great high register too. So it's just... It's sort of like whatever the song requires, his right. voice is a little different. So like, you know, listening to a bunch of things like back to back to back, like The Wonder of You versus like, you know, Wear My Ring Around Your Neck or something like that or In the Ghetto. Like those don't really sound like the same voice. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think that that's part of what made it such a big yeah. crossover hit. You well, know? and I feel like especially like listening to some like compilation CDs, that was like particularly apparent when you yeah. just like go from one to being like, ah, soft ballad to being mm-hmm. like more of like a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, yeah, how well, to describe yeah. it, but like, I think, I think there's pretty distinctive, like the late fifties sound where you're still kind of chasing a bit of a, you know, like it's kind of a Sinatra esque quality but mixing that with sort of like a Bill Haley and his comments, like rock around the clock, kind of like doo y sort of vibe. Right. And then just like the Elvis-iness that he has. I mean, that's sort of like late 50s where we're pushing like the rock side a little bit heavier. And the 60s, I think particularly with the movies and everything, pushes it into a more like pop aesthetic. You know, so much of his music in the 60s was dominated by like what was in the movies, which right. was not the top of the quality, you know, as far as like writing and everything. Um, and then when you push into the seventies, you have more of a, you know, even though he was relatively young, you have more of an elder statesman kind of quality to his voice. Right. Uh, and it's not always the greatest in that era. Like it gets away from him a little bit. Some of the control I think is not quite there. And I think the requirements of that extended jam sort of big sound seventies casino vibes do something totally different. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it would be weird to just like, I have a bunch of Elvis music, you know, on my phone and 
I just kind of put it on shuffle and it was like not a good listening experience because it's pulling from totally completely different, different genres. So you really have to have more of like, that's why I suggested the compilations to right. you that I did, which was the one the number one hits and second to none, because it, those do a pretty good job of pulling a unified sound together. Whereas just going to Spotify and, and, and saying like, like shuffle all Elvis, it's, it's going to be, you're going to have whiplash, you know, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Okay, a few more facts. Yes, please. He signed with RCA Victor Records. Okay. And his first single with them was Heartbreak Hotel in mm. 1956. Mm-hmm. He made his film debut the same year in Love Me Tender. Yes. He started with uh, Sun Records, which was a smaller, um, just a smaller little thing. And like, that's all right, Mama and stuff like right. that was like some of the some of the things that really got it going. RCA, obviously the big break. And Love Me Tender is interesting because it's the only one where he is not the lead character. Like, he's a supporting actor. I guess that makes sense for yeah. your first movie to but not necessarily be yeah. immediately the lead. He's but it is kind of funny to think about. It is. And it's, well, it's like Love Me Tender was kind of setting him up to be like, and now he's also going to act. Right. You know, whereas yeah. like later Elvis movies, you're like, this is an Elvis movie. You know, right. Love Me Tender is a real movie that features Elvis. And whereas like, other movies are like, this is this is Elvis. You yeah, came it's to like, see Elvis here's what we got. We're giving you Elvis. <laughs> Build some things around it. So I actually think like so much, so much of the movies. I say this as somebody who loves Elvis. So much of the movies are just crap. They're just painful to watch. <laughs> He's not having a good time. You know, like they don't all age well. Some of them are great, and right. some of them. I think Change of Habit is a good example. He has really nice moments. And I, I always feel like if given the opportunity, like he, he turned down West Side Story, for example, like mm. playing Tony in West Side uh-huh. Story or um, opposite Barbara Streisand and A Star is Born. Like he had to turn down some of these things that like might actually have showcased what he could do as an right. actor. Because I really think that he did have it, but he was stuck playing Elvis. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I cut you off from okay, your book that's report. Fine. Yes. Um, Love you tender. Jim, more details. He married Priscilla Bulu, is how yeah. we're going to go with pronouncing her okay. her maiden name. I don't think that's in it. In 1967. Okay. I tried. Yeah. yeah. And that's a scandal, too, because she was young. I know. I, yeah. So it was like I was reading his Wikipedia page and I was like, OK, Elvis Elvis, lots yeah. of information, mm-hmm. so many songs and movies. And I go over to her Wikipedia page and it's like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It is. Yeah. No way around that. And they kind of in the movie, they don't really talk about it. <laughs> like mm. that Baz Luhrmann movie. It's just kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah. It, it feels like something you would want to address but maybe that's just me yeah but yeah that definitely gave a different perspective Uh on elvis yes because i was thinking about it and i was like i feel like for some reason when i was a kid i had like really bad vibes about elvis really and i don't fully know why i just like had i was like there's just bad energy here which is like a really i don't know and then i was reading this wikipedia page where it's like yeah he met his wife when she was 14 and like yeah. you know anyway then he like had affairs while they were married and i was like maybe this is why yeah, i had be. bad vibes yeah. i don't know yeah they had one child lisa marie presley yes. who actually just recently passed away at our time as oh, our time of recording I didn't know that. yeah sort of yeah i was looking and uh, it looks like his daughter and then granddaughter have both done some like music stuff yeah which is yeah. kind of cool his granddaughter riley kyo is in that uh, daisy jones and the six uh, i saw that yeah. and i was like daisy jones and the six yeah nick is nick is always mentioning I do. that i love that book yep. yeah he died suddenly in graceland in 1977 i've never been to graceland i don't know how this is possible but i have never been to that graceland. does surprise me i know i gotta go add it to your bucket list yeah yep. field trip a uh, but have you tried field Maybe? trip <laughs> <laughs> 
Apparently, he had poor health due to prescription drug use and yeah. poor eating habits. Yep. Which a is lot a of fried time. peanut butter and banana sandwiches, which oh, really? are delicious, frankly. But I, uh, Yeah, if that if that's the culprit, I can understand why. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> all right, okay. I think that's all I have for my all right. big report. So did what did the, I miss? Uh, well, I, you know, I mean, he's, he sold 500 million records. He's, he's the best-selling solo artist of all time, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. He won three Grammys. The most golden platinum albums of anybody, uh, most charted albums on the Billboard 200, most number one solo albums uh, on the UK charts, uh, most number one singles on the UK charts. He was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously. You know, he's just a whole thing. I pulled up a list of all of the um, Hall of Fames he's been inducted into, and it's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. They are as follows. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Rockabilly Hall of Fame, the Gospel Hall of Fame, the Honky Tonk Hall of Fame, the Memphis Music Hall of Fame, Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame, Mississippi Walk of Fame, Shreveport's Walk of Stars, Mississippi's Hall of Fame, Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience Hall of Fame, Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame, UK Music Hall of Fame, Playboy Jazz and Pop Hall of Fame, Hit Parade <laughs> Hall of Fame, Christian Music Hall of Fame, oh. 411 Music Hall of Fame, Memorable Music Hall of Fame, Kenpo Karate Hall of Fame, Martial Arts Hall of Fame, because he got big into martial arts later on, Hollywood Walk of Fame, Las Vegas Walk of Stars. Okay, so I counted like 22, but I could be wrong. 23 was 23, on the list that okay. I just gave you. That's, so. a, that's a lot of Hall yeah. of Fame. Elvis? And see, I'm glad that you mentioned all this because those are the kinds of facts that would never occur to me to research. Yeah. I'm just like, when was he born? Yeah. Where did he live? Here's some random anecdotes. Well, I think it just goes to show that like, there's a reason why like Elvis is a name that... I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the age cutoff is. Like, How young do you have to be to hear the name Elvis or see a picture of Elvis and have no idea? Like, have no idea. I don't know. Like, I definitely, like, I wasn't into Elvis, but I definitely knew who Elvis was. So, younger than 23. Like, is there another pop culture icon that that's true of? You know? Like, maybe maybe you could say, like, Superman or Batman or Spider-Man or something. But, like, a real-life figure. A real-life figure. You know? Hmm. Like, is that even true of of the Beatles? Like, you probably have heard the, the term the Beatles, but, like... If somebody saw a picture of Paul McCartney, would they be like Paul McCartney at any age? You right. know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know. We'll so have to do some field research. I think just walk th- around the library showing Elvis's picture to like two year olds and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who this is? Have a picture of Elvis <laughs> and a picture of George Harrison and be like, Can you tell me? Uh, <laughs> I think that at some point Elvis just sort of like ceased being an individual and just became like a, a, thing. a product like yeah. a cultural touchstone you know like something that people are just like aware of you know i don't really know when exactly that happened i mean it seemed like some of that was even during his lifetime but elvis presley you know is making more money now than he did when he was alive you That's know insane. it's just like there seems to be no end i feel like new people are discovering the the music all the time so tell me a little bit about um what, what did you what's the first thing you did so uh, I'm trying to remember the order things happened in. Okay. I think the first thing I did was listen to one. Okay. And I definitely recognized more of the songs than I thought I did. Yeah. Like not necessarily more than I anticipated because I expected to recognize more than I yeah. kind of knew. Yeah. And I did enjoy that. Overall, I was like, yeah, like this is the style of music. Knowing your taste in music, I don't know that I, I, I would not have expected you to be like, and now I'm going to add it to my Spotify. Like, listen, you know, like I wasn't expecting that, but like you, you still kind of right. appreciate I fe- it. I yeah. Okay. And I feel like it's the kind of thing that it's like maybe not my like main wheelhouse of music listening, but it's like 
tangential. Yeah. It's like okay. pretty close to the, some okay. of the stuff that I listen right. to. So I was like, all right, this is a pretty good time. All right. So one was was all right for you. Okay. And then I watched Change of Habit. That's an interesting one to start with. It's its final like real acting role. The ones after that were more like concert films. And it's very different from every other Elvis movie. What did you think? I enjoyed it. Okay. Although I, as I was watching it, I was like, I started to have this feeling. I was like, I don't know how much of me liking this is about it being Elvis and how much is just like the concept of nuns going undercover. I know. Yeah, you perched right up at that. Yeah, you did. What about that part where he hugged autism out of a kid? That was kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching that and I was like, oh, man. That doesn't seem like it's going to work. This is not... Not not how we think about yeah. this anymore. Yeah. I mean, the basic plot of Change of Habit is... The, I love the pun also of Change of Habit. I know. Habit. That Come is on. pretty great. Uh, Elvis is a doctor in a bad neighborhood, and Mary Tyler Moore and two other nuns go undercover to try to reach people in the neighborhood, and it sort of works. Uh, and then sparks fly, and it's... Uh, yes. Spoiler alert, I guess. Mild spoilers for Change of Habit. Has a bit of a cliffhanger of an ending sort of a what's gonna happen kind of ending i felt like for a what's gonna happen kind of ending it was also very clear what was happening kind yeah, of maybe. ending maybe. but i don't maybe that's my personal yeah. read it was a lot less definitive than i expected though yeah. like it ended and i was like wow yeah that's so much more ambiguous than yeah. i had anticipated and i feel like too like a lot of the it's it's sort of like saying bond girls i feel like the the female characters in elvis movies it's kind of like the same thing right which girls are going to fawn over elvis and which girls is elvis going to end up with in these movies whereas i feel like mary tyler moore's character had a lot more agency than i might have expected based on the other movies and based on the time so yeah for sure well and i also thought it was interesting that i feel like the movie like watching it it felt like you were seeing things through her and the other nuns perspective not through his perspective True. at all, yeah. which I really hadn't expected. And yeah. I do also think that was part of why I enjoyed it yeah. so much. Yeah, you could argue really that it's like a Mary Tyler Moore movie. Like with Elvis With Elvis, it. yeah. That was kind of how it felt. And I was yeah. fine with it. Yeah. It was Same. a good yeah. time. They also have great chemistry, I feel like, which I would yeah. not have expected. You yeah, know? that's fair. And I think his performance in that, like some of it is goofy, but I feel like it. he really does... Like from an acting perspective, I feel like he has some really nice moments. Did you find that? Or I thought so too. Yeah. yeah. There were several times though where he's just like walking down the street and I'm like, what doctor? Where is I this? Know, yeah. I love he's got these sick like mutton chops. And oh my like goodness. Floppy hair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely some of that that I thought was pretty funny. But overall, yeah. I was like, like it felt more like a movie and not just like yeah. Elvis. Yeah. And they sort of shoehorn in like there's one point when you first meet him where he sings Rubbernecking. Which yeah. was later, there's, there was a, a pretty popular remix of that, like I'm in the heels of A Little Less Conversation getting a remix. But it's not a musical, you know. Right. Like he sings that song, but it's like in the in the movie, the guy has a guitar and is singing. Right. It's not, you know. Yeah. So, all right. So change of habit. You liked yes. it. All right. So what else? Where do so we So then I that? watched Viva Las Vegas. Okay, Viva Las Vegas uh, with Anne Margaret is kind of a, I feel like the quintessential Elvis movie. I think it's the most legit of the, uh, you know, the like the tropey Elvis movie kind of stuff. Like all the same stuff happens, mm-hmm. you know, but I think Anne Margaret brings so much to it that it brings out a different side of it. I think it's got a great soundtrack. I mean, it's a corny plot there's not a ton of plot really it definitely felt like a plot that was just there to be a plot but like like that was okay like it didn't feel like it 
I don't know. When the plot's not the point, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the plot's right. not I, the point. Yeah, I mean, you you want to see Elvison and Margaret interact. You want to like she sings half the songs. You know, yeah. like they've got some. I love that the lady loves me duet they do. Uh, at that the was pool. really fun. Yeah, it's a great like their chemistry is really good. Yeah, and so as far as like this, we need to have words for them to say to showcase Elvis right. and Margaret. I think it's better than it truly had to be. You know, yeah, when you look that's at some fair. of the other ones. Did you enjoy it or was it just like I enjoyed it, but not as much of change of habit. Yeah. It was like there was definitely a lot more things that I was just like, What is even happening? I know. Like this is just true of old movies in general, but some of the like relational dynamics yeah. and like anything yeah. having to do with women, I was like, Oh, oh okay. For sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But no doubt. And it was one that Caleb didn't watch it with me, but he was like in the same room working on stuff. And yeah. he's like, every time I look over, it's like a different movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like they're singing and dancing yeah. and like now it's, you know, race cars. Yeah. And then, you know, like, uh, yeah. and I feel like that's, that's kind of true that there's a he lot of stuff in there. race car drivers in several. There's been out that's really and funny. Speedway and yeah. I still, I think like if you were going to introduce someone to an Elvis movie, like you kind of either go Viva Las Vegas or you go with something really early. Like, um, you know, King Creole was pretty good. That's like with mobsters and stuff. Hmm. Uh, Jailhouse Rock, of course. Jailhouse Rock was in, put into like the film registry or whatever. I think that's, I think from like a film criticism standpoint, probably you would say Jailhouse Rock is, is the one to watch. And it okay. is pretty good. But like Viva Las Vegas, it's just sort of a showpiece for Elvisness. Right. You know, but it's a little bit more stylish. Okay. You know, like Viva Las Vegas really has like that. Uh, it's 60s, but it has kind of a 70s glitz to it. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Viva Las... Uh, Jailhouse Rock. Thank you. Has that has more of a like, we're doing a cool thing here. You know, like it, uh-huh. it has a style to it. Um, the famous print of Elvis uh, that Andy Warhol did is from uh, Flaming Star. Here are my favorite Elvis movies. Are you ready? I am so ready. Viva Las Vegas. Change of Habit. Easy come, easy go. This is a fun one. Elvis is in the Navy, and he's it's like his second to last day before he gets out of the Navy. And he's diving, and he finds like buried treasure. Oh. And he's like, well, if I report it, I have to give it to the Navy. Mm. But if I come back tomorrow and get it, right, then it's mine. And so that's pretty much the plot. And shenanigans ensue? Shenanigans okay, ensue. Okay. You know they do. I can see how this would go. Uh, Follow That Dream is also kind of a cool movie. Elvis and his family are, like, they don't have a place to live. And they build a new section of highway. And when they make a new section of highway, it makes this new land, like, because they had to fill in a bit of a river. And so there's a piece of land. And it's all about, like, nobody owns that land. So they kind of, like, take it over and, like, claim it. And so there's a whole fight between, like, Elvis and the government. And he's like, this is our land. It's just, it's a weird. That is really funny. But it's a fun, fun one. And then for, like... The cheesiest of cheese kind of Elvis movies, I'm going to give it to Girl Happy, where uh, Elvis and his band go on spring break in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's cringy from a sexism standpoint. <laughs> I didn't rewatch it, but I just remember, like, having a good time with that one. There's definitely some of those that it's like, I know I liked this, but if I watched it now, I might not, yeah. so we're just yep. going to not. Yep. I think some of the other things I was just before we started this, I was listening to the 68 comeback special, which is really like a high watermark in Elvis's career. Like both the, the video and just the, the soundtrack to that is really good because that was sort of like, you know, he'd been in the army, he'd been doing these stupid movies and he was just kind of like tired of it. And the 68 comeback special is a much more like grounded, cool, like the Elvis that I think of is 68 comeback special. Gotcha. You know, because he's very, it seems like one of the few places where he's just like very secure in like what he is and what he's doing. And so it just sort of exudes cool. 
His musicianship is great. He's funny in it. It's a really good snapshot of like peak Elvis, mm-hmm. I think. I love Elvis Christmas stuff. You know, that's like a big part of like I forgot Christmas to tradition. listen to any Elvis Christmas stuff and see yeah. if I recognized it. You will. I'm sure you will. Uh, then there's another um, collection called Elvis Close Up, which is really fun because it's a lot of like outtakes and things. So you oh, hear a okay. lot of like personality and like that's kind of fun him talking about the music and stuff. And it, it went a long way to sort of be like, this is a person who had personality and thoughts and things. Right. It's a really neat collection to listen to. Yeah, I feel like that could be cool because a lot of his like and I think some of this is just because he's such like a big cultural like sensation. Yeah. Is that I'm like, I don't have a lot of concept of like what he's really like as a person because it's just so like produced and like i don't know for sure yeah and so i feel like something like that could be kind of cool i should have made you in hindsight should have made you watch the 68 comeback special and that would really be my suggestion to listeners right now like if you are interested in elvis and want to know more like pull up the playlist for the 68 comeback special or watch some of the clips on youtube or, or whatever i think we have the dvd here in the collection actually but 68 comeback special i think will tell you pretty much all you need to know uh the movie that just came out with uh, austin butler was pretty cool i liked that i am kind of curious about that it was nominated for all sorts of Academy Awards and Golden Globes and, you know, uh, BAFTAs and, and all that stuff. So uh, a lot of lot of stuff in there of a pretty lauded movie. And Austin Butler's performance as Elvis is really great. Like the voice, the movements, the looks like I don't know how he did it. I was very impressed with uh, the way he was able to like really embody that because it's difficult. Right. Like Elvis is so distinctive. Exactly. Like the way he walks, the way he talks, the way he looks, responds, things like all of it is like, if it's wrong, it's obvious. Right. Yeah. I think he did it to like an eerie level of some of the pronunciation. I was just like, wow, how is this not just Elvis like recordings that I'm listening to is really impressive. So that was cool. There was also a, a movie with Kurt Russell as Elvis that came out, which was pretty well received. And then Jonathan Rhys Meyers did a miniseries years back, and he looked so much like Elvis that that was pretty good too. I don't know if you saw anything about Agent Elvis, which is coming out on Netflix on, hmm. on March 17. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> 2023. It is... Uh, Elvis becomes like a spy for the government. It's an animated series. Huh. Matthew McConaughey is voicing Elvis. Priscilla Presley is voicing herself in it. And it looks hilarious. That does sound kind of fun. They're using the music. It looks great. I can't wait to watch it. So like that's high on my list. Forever ago, I read this series of mystery books called... Um, <laughs> I don't even remember if they have a series title. But it's Elvis is a like a P.I. Like sort of a reluctant P.I. Okay. And so they're called, one is called Such Vicious Minds. One is called Viva Lost Vengeance. <laughs> they just, like, they all have these really stupid Elvis pun names and they crack me up. And it was just Elvis solving, solving crimes. It's Kill Me Tender, Blue Suede Clues, Viva Lost Vengeance, and Such Vicious Minds. They're by Daniel Klein. And they're a good time. They're that a good time for like uh, fun. Elvis extras. It's hard to choose favorite Elvis songs because I... I like different genres of Elvis music for different things, but Suspicious Minds, I think, is one that always kind of comes up into my head. Uh, some of the more serious ones, like in the ghetto, I tend to like, but I also like the 50s, like 50s, early 60s, mm-hmm. you know, wear my ring around your neck, you know, teddy bear kind of stuff as well. Like, it just, it really just depends. But I don't think I've ever been disappointed when an Elvis song comes on the radio or wherever. That's good. And I yeah. feel like that's high praise. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, what's your takeaway? How has your perception changed? How do you think it's going to influence you going forward? Overall, I feel like 
Like, I, I enjoyed the experience pretty well. And okay. I feel like it's a lot more likely that I might be like, yeah, we'll throw an Elvis song yeah. on a playlist here or there. Okay. All right. Um, I can't ask for anything more than that. That's fair. I don't know that I would watch any more Elvis movies. I think you're fine. But I, think, I might I rewatch Change of Habit because yeah. that was a great time. Yeah. Change of Habit. I mean, Love Me Tender is very good. And it's, it's I could a see more potentially watching movie. that yeah. one. I am intrigued by the concept of him not being the main character. Yeah. And he's, he's truly good in it. Like, it's a good performance. I wish... We could have seen like where that career went, right? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think I think he had it in him, like I said. So, all right. So you you could see throwing it on the list. You're not gonna skip if it pops up on Spotify or something like Probably that. Probably not. Uh, okay. Is that what you expected? I feel like my perception is more positive than it was. Okay. I feel like I was expecting to be like pretty okay with yeah. Elvis music, etc. Yes. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like before. Again, definitely colored by the fact that when I was a kid, I for some reason had bad vibes about Elvis. Yeah. So I feel like that definitely that definitely has improved my perspective of okay. Elvis. All right. Less bad vibes. Good enough for me. All right. Well, we have a lot of Elvis stuff in the collection, and not just because I ordered the books, but because <laughs> we already had a lot of Elvis stuff in the collection. So movies, uh, movies, music, books, lots of stuff. And we have a special But Have You Tried display. So if you're local and want to pop into the library, you can look at some of the things in you LA. You should do it. You should. Look at some of the things we've been talking about here and check out the special But Have You Tried display. I wonder what's going to be on that display next time. Oh, wow. We should find out. That's right. We should. I have to ask, Nick. I know, like, I'm I'm wondering yeah. if if you're going to like what I'm about to suggest okay. as much as you like Elvis. Okay. It seems pretty unlikely. I don't think so. No, it would be <laughs> but weird. But there's a chance. So Elvis was great, but have you tried miso soup? I don't think so. What is it? So miso soup, it's... A traditional like Japanese cuisine and what it is is it's a paste made out of like fermented beans I believe okay and that kind of makes the base for the broth so you mix it into hot water and you put in tofu usually some kind of seaweed and sometimes carrots or some other vegetables so I said you had to listen to the king of rock and roll and you're saying I have to eat watered down bean paste it's not watered down bean paste you said you put bean paste in water so I think I think by definition it is okay Look, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm this social experiment that we're embarking on together. I'll do it. Are you are you gonna like provide the miso soup, or do I have to go and find it in my world? I'm good. Like e- I'm good either way. That's fair. I just that's need fair. to know. I feel like I could provide the miso soup. Do we want to like have you try it and record next oh, time we're wow. recording? Okay. I could bring miso soup here. Okay. What do we think? Sure. Yeah. People would love to listen to me slurp soup. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Or I mean, you can you can try it and then immediately and then, record your initial impression. Record. I don't okay, know. We'll see. But I have a bunch of miso paste, okay. so I feel like. Yeah, let the good times roll. All right, how can the good people listening follow along with us in this journey? So I will post a recipe okay. on our socials for All how right. to make miso soup. Okay. And I'm trying. I don't know if there's like a good place around here to get it. Yeah, probably not. I Probably would guess no. not. I would guess no. But I will post a recipe on yeah. our socials. And a great place to get miso paste if you are saying to yourself, that's not something I have on hand. Wegmans. 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 Okay. This is a wild pivot from Elvis to miso soup, but I'm 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 ready. All righty. Okay. All right. So in one month, we're going to get back here. I'm going to try miso soup. We're going to yes. see if it's as life-changing for me as Elvis has been for you. In the middle... We're going to reconvene and just talk about like what we've been reading, what we've been doing, a little uh, what we've been catching up on in the world of pop culture and popular things here at the library. And then we'll come back and we'll talk miso soup. It'll be great. Okay. I'm so excited. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. And So if you can take a minute to rate the podcast wherever you can do that, uh, subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, 
tell everybody about it. Alec, they can follow us on Tumblr as well. Yes, right? Tumblr, but have you tried? So go track that down. Okay. Well, Allie, I'll see you in a couple of weeks then. Looking forward to it. All right.